We are starting our series entitled On a Journey because we know that life is a journey. It's not something that we do on compartments. It's not something that we switch on and off. It's something that we encounter in a journey. It's a road trip. And when we talk about a journey, we know this, that our Christianity is also a journey. And that's why I like this quote. I, I couldn't find the, the author of the quote, but it says here, My life is a journey with God. It may be hard sometimes, but I'm assured it will all be worth it. How many of you agree with the statement that our life with God is all worth it? Amen? And when we talk about our life with God, we know it's not perfect. We know it will be full of trials and challenges, but we know that we are in the best place when we are with the Lord. And so for the next three weeks, we will be talking about our journey as people of God. When we say people of God, most of us encounter God in a very personal way. Someone who would actually share their testimony about meeting Jesus is always very personal. It's unique from everyone, right? It's that time, oh, I remember no, when I was eh, 20 years old, I was attending Victory Galleria for the first time, and I was just there, curious, somebody brought me there. But for some reason, the preacher was preaching a word as if nobody was sitting except me. As if everything that the preacher was saying was all about my situation. Na feel niyo na ba yon? Yun talagang, it zeroes in on you, and matatakot ka kasi sasabi mo, Yung kaibigan ko ba na nag-invite sa akin? Kwinento ba niya sa pastor na darating ako? At ito yung mga kasalanan ko? It's something that is personal and something that when we encounter, we know that it is between us and God. And so it starts with an encounter with Him. At the same time, what happens after the encounter with God, all of us have that, there is an invitation from God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19 and 20 says, and this is when Jesus was actually walking by the Sea of Galilee. He sees two brothers, Simon, who is known also as Peter, and his brother Andrew. And when he sees them, nasalaot sila, he says this, what is his invitation? In verse 19, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. What did they say? Immediately, the response was immediate, they left everything to follow Jesus. They followed Him. You know, in this day and age, when we say follow, what does it mean? Think about it. What do you mean when you say, I follow someone? You know, recently, Matthew, you know, Matthew? Okay lang ba kayo? Do you guys know Matthew? Who's Matthew? Matthew is one of the friends, no? Anyway, sige, you'll get that later. Anyway, Matthew Perry actually started an Instagram account. Do you know this? For those who know this, he actually started an Instagram account and news came up. You know why? Because in 24 hours, he actually had 4 million followers. Grab. Grabe, no? Okay. Lord, thank you for today. <laughs> I know it's hard, no? But yes, we're here to worship God. Um, and so he starts his Instagram account, and for only 24 hours, he gets 24 million followers. Some of us, 
our followers of uh, Matthew Perry, the guy from Friends, or si Cherise is also a follower. Nandiyan name mo, di ba? And so, how, how many of you have Instagram accounts? Can you raise your hands? Okay, Facebook. Uh, Friendster? None, no friends. You know, when we follow someone now, it may seem that you just watch from afar, right? It doesn't mean you know them personally. It doesn't mean you believe in what they say. It doesn't mean you're friends with them. It doesn't mean that you're close with them. And to follow nowadays seems to be detached. It's something that is far from you. It's something that is not very personal. But the Bible talks about a different kind of word, follow. And today, this is what we want to talk about. What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus? The Greek word follow is akolotheo, which means to be a disciple. To follow means to be a disciple. And we know this because this is who we are. What do we say here in Victory? We honor God and make disciples. Why? Because we are disciples. We are followers of God. I assume that we are all here because we are all followers of God. And so the question is, if it is defined differently today compared to the Bible, a good question to ask each and every one of us today is, are we truly a follower of Jesus? Am I considered a true follower of Jesus? It's a good time to actually think about it. Follower ba ako ni Lord? Do I consider myself a follower? I attend church. I give my tithe. I read the Bible. Am I considered a follower of Jesus? You know, it's scary when it comes to uh, whenever I read the book of Matthew because there's always this part that says, Jesus said, Lord, Lord, not everyone who calls me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. And so I don't want to live my life as if I think I'm following Jesus, but I'm not. Why? Because when I call him, Jesus, what does it really mean to follow Jesus? And our word for today is found in John. If you have your Bibles with you, please open it to John chapter 8. We're only going through one verse today. John chapter 8, verse 31. And so I want you, all of us, to read it all together, if you're ready. Verse 31. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, you, you are truly my disciples. Can we read that statement from the encircled part? If you, in my word, you are truly my disciples. It's a very simple statement. It says here, how do you be a follower of Jesus? And he says it straight. All you have to do is abide in his teaching, abide in his word. And now you are truly a disciple. First is we need to believe. It says here, we believe in who he is and what he does. It's hard to believe someone and hard to follow him if we do not believe him. How many of you here believe in who Jesus is? Minsan natatakot na ako eh. 
Hindi naman to sinihan, no? Na nagkamali kayo ng cinema. All of us, I believe, believe in who Jesus is. What do we need to do? We need to abide in the Word. You know, the word abide means uh, so much more. And I want to concentrate on that word today and for the next few minutes. What is it to abide? And so today, to follow Jesus is to abide in Him. This is the formula. This is the text. If I'm a follower of Jesus, I need to abide in Jesus. And so the question is, what is abide? If you are here and you do your devotion on a daily basis, I'm curious, what Bible do you use? ESV, NIV, NLT, okay? And so I use ESV usually and NLT. But whenever I study the Word, especially when I need to preach and understand the Word carefully, I, have, I want to share you a tip so that you can also uh, learn more. Okay, Bayon? And so later, not now, please uh, keep your phones muna. All you have to remember is this website called Bible Gateway. I always go to Bible Gateway. Why? Because I can actually look at a verse side by side with different versions. And this is how it looks like. All you have to do is look for that icon so that you can put multiple verses and see it in one sitting. You will see the difference on how it is in the NIV with the different words in ESV. And so today, I was studying the word abide uh, for a few days already. And I've been saying, Lord, what do you really mean by abide? Because for me, the first concept of abide is just to follow. Diba? Sabi niya, law-abiding citizen. And so I narrowed it down and chose three things that I want to share with you today on what it is to abide. And this is the first one. In the complete Jewish Bible, it says, So Yeshua, this is Jesus, So Yeshua said to the Judeans who had trusted Him, What does that mean? To believe is also to trust. And so He said this, If you, what is the word? Obey. If you obey what I say, then you are truly my disciples. So what does the abide mean now? Abide means to obey. When we talk about obedience, we know it's not easy. Tama ba? You know, I, as a preacher, I've heard this feedback. Even from people I know that are close. Sabi niya, alam mo, Bro, there are people who say, ano, parang na-preach nyo na yan. Bakit ganun yung preaching? Paulit-ulit. And whenever I uh, hear responses like that, I actually feel sad. Not because I sometimes preach the same message, but because how the person receives the preaching. You want to know why? Because number one, we are people who easily forget. Number two, there are things that we really need to hear and hear. And so the question that I wanted to ask the person who said this feedback is, did you obey the first time? The second question I want to ask is, in the preachings that you hear once in a while, it may be repeating, are you still obeying the Word of God? You know, we're not here to all just learn. It's good to learn. But if we do not obey the Word, there's a problem. Obedience is the key to know who God is and to follow Him. Kaya mahirap din yung, um, how do I say it? 
Mahirap yung whenever we think, alam mo na agad, meron ba kayong gano'n? Yung, ay, alam ko na yan. But, why? Because I believe the Word of God is living and active. I can actually preach the same text here over and over every week, but it might be different for us. Amen? Because the Word of God is not only meant for us to learn, the Word of God is here for us to be obedient to it. Um, can I be just very um, honest with all of you? Yeah, I know. I'm just waiting for the rest, bro. Meron po akong issue with EDSA. Meron po kaming love and hate ng Yellow Lane. And so, I've realized that whenever I'm in the right lane, which is the left side, tapos when you see the Yellow Lane empty, nakaka-ano ba yun? Natetempt ba kayo magpunta dun sa Yellow Lane? Yes, di ba? Why? Because we are Christians. <laughs> Yellow is safe. No, no. And so, especially in the area near our house, in Bonicerano, underpass, maluwag lagi doon. And so, every time I pass there, parang may bumubulong sa akin. Don't. 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 St- no. No. Okay, konti lang. Half lang. Para pagka na- So, feeling ko ako yon yung Vios, no? Yung, hindi alam nung kung magra-right ka or magle-left. You know, I could actually debate with everyone. My wife would uh, hate me for this. No, Every time I'm in this part, sabi ko, bakit kasi kailangan may, siguro dapat may nag-ano, pagka maluwag, papuntahin na lang doon. Ang dami ko reklamo. Dapat, kulang na lang ako na yung maging MMDA chairman. Yung ganon. Meron ba kayong kilalang ganon? Yung ang daming sinasabi. Meron. And I realize this, when it comes to our spirituality, we can actually debate all we want. But the question is, are we still willing to obey the Word? You know, God is not looking for debaters. He's not, requ- He's not inviting us to debate with Him. He's not there to actually say, Sige, questionin niyo ako. What God, is requ- what God is inviting us to do is to be followers. Followers of the Word. To be a follower of Jesus is to follow His Word. I'm not saying we should not question. We may have a lot of questions. It's good to ask God. But the question is, are you willing to trust Him and obey? The Bible says we live by faith and not by sight. What does that mean? We don't need proof first to do it. We just do it anyway. Why? Because we can trust Him. We do it because we trust Him and we follow God. Another thing about obedience is this. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Can you say that with me? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Do you know what that means? In 1 Samuel chapter 5, chapter 15 rather, Samuel was talking about this. That a lot of people were actually bringing stuff to God. They would say, Lord, I would do this for you. Lord, I would actually donate. I would serve you. I would be an usher for all. But you know, God is more pleased with our obedience rather than our sacrifice. He's not looking for the things that we can give Him. He's actually looking at the things that we need to obey Him. 
Sometimes we think that we can be better with God if we just do this for Him, if we just do that. But the reality is, is God really asking you to do that? Is God really asking you to sacrifice this? If minsan ang hinihingi lang ni Lord is, stop doing that because that's wrong. You know, we cannot have that favor of the Lord by doing good things and yet doing sinful things continuously. What He's after is our heart. Amen? It's not the sacrifices that we do. Okay. So abiding is obeying. To abide in the Lord is to obey. And what else? In the Wycliffe version, Wycliffe Bible version, it says, Therefore Jesus said to the Jews that believed in Him, if you, what's the word? Dwell. If you dwell in my word, verily ye shall be my disciples. Ito yung mga texts that are very deep. Meron pang ye. Do you still have a Bible that may ye? King James? I practice that. And when I'm home, ye, I need water, ye. Tama ba yung usage ko? Hindi. Okay. And so, to abide in the Lord says to dwell. When you say dwell, what comes to your mind? What does dwell mean for you? Dwell means a place where you live. To reside. A place where you are uh, staying permanently. A place that you are settled in. And think about it today. The most comfortable place that you have is still your home. Tama ba? Ako, I've been invited to sleep in other places, even in a hotel. Namamahay ba kayo? Iba, ba? Why? Because you feel more comfortable in your home. To dwell in your own house, in your own place, means you're comfortable. You're, you have peace. You're rested. This past week, no, I've been uh, having uh, colds. Wag po kayo mag-alala, hindi ako nagkalagnat. Okay, so colds lang and now I'm better. And so I decided to take the week slow and rest. Where did I rest? In my room. You know, our place is a place where we can actually not only experience peace, we can rest, we can be comfortable, we can be ourselves, we can actually just wear whatever we want, that sando that's butas-butas in 1970s. We are comfortable in our place. What does that mean? God says, or Jesus says, if you follow me, what you will do is dwell in me. Dwell in my word. You know, I have a confession to make. Most of you know this, that we live in a small condo. Tama In a 12-bedroom condo. But we don't. Joke lang talaga yon. And so today, I want to be very honest with you para I can show you how my house Looks like we only live, my wife and I only live in a one-bedroom condo. Malit lang po. But it's a place where we are very comfortable. You want to see where we live? Sige. So ito po yung house namin, no? Huh? Ganda, di ba? May picture kami dyan, eh. Tapos yung LED namin, paggabi, we see ourselves, no? So, ito po yan. Sa, sa ano lang yan, malapit dito. Hanapin nyo na lang kung nasan yung beach. Uh, 
Simple lang naman kami mamuhay ng wife ko eh. So, tea. Hear ye, hear ye. Ganun kami mag-usap. You know, to dwell is to actually reside in God. Question. When you are not rested and it's not physical, napansin niyo ba yon? The reality is, you can actually sleep 12 hours a day, but when you have a problem and when you're going through stress when you wake up, is it still there? Yes, right? And so you're not rested. Your spirit is not in peace regardless of how much sleep you have. But God says, if you want to follow me, dwell in me. Rest in me. Have peace in me. This is the offer of God. That when we follow Him, His Word is something that we will dwell in. What does that mean? We are comfortable here. We get peace here. We get encouraged here. We get to feel love here. Amen? Konti pa malalaglag na ako, di ba? To dwell in the Word of God is to actually find rest in Him. When we have a problem, who do we go to? Sino yung pinupuntahan natin? You know, in the deepest, darkest times, I hope that you dwell in the Word of God. Because He is the only one who can give you rest. I remember this story when we, my wife and I were, in still, were still in Cebu. There was someone who knocked at our door. And it was the staff na minamanage namin a store who actually nadinimanda namin because of um, uh, estafa. No? And so when he knocked in on our door, what emotion do you think I experienced? I actually got really scared. Pagkita ko dun sa peephole, as in, I didn't know what to do. I was in panic. Nagalit ako dun sa guard ng lobby. Bakit pinakyat? I was so scared. Why? Because previous to this, I got texts. Mga death threats. Alam niyo ba yun? Samang experience. And I hope you don't experience that. Somebody texted me na... Mag-ingat daw ako. Okay, okay lang naman na. Baka nga mali lang interpretation. Mag-ingat ka. Okay. <laughs> Ngayon ko lang na-realize yun. Okay naman pala. Hmm. Tagal kong binuhat yun ah. Nakalaan ko ata mag-victory weekend agad. Anyway. Then somebody texted me, mag-ingat kayo. Walang boses yung text. Binasa ko lang, mag-ingat kayo. Ibaba. Parang ang ano nila, wag niyo nang ituloy yung kaso. Mag-ingat kayo. Tapos a few days after, nandun, kumakatok. And I felt, oh man, I don't want to go home to this house anymore. We actually stayed in my friend's place. Why? Because our house, our dwelling place is our refuge. It's the safest place we have. Uh, it's our safest place. You know, in your house, it's only you who knows where the lock is, where the most expensive stuff are. Why? Because this is your fortress. Right? And once it's attacked, you don't want to stay there anymore. And this, I believe, is an encouragement for us that when we abide in the Lord, when we go through trials like what I went through, when we go through a problem where our safety is, He reminds us of this word. The Bible says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. 
Jesus offers us to follow Him. Why? Because when we need Him, He's there to protect us. As we dwell in the Word, in the in the Lord, as we dwell in His Word, what we're saying is, Lord, I will remain here. This is the safest place that I will run to. I will find the answers here to the questions that seems like are impossible to get. I will get freedom here. I will get peace in the Word of God and my relationship with Him. To abide is to dwell in the Word of God. The first one is to abide is to obey. Now abide is to dwell. And the third one is this. To abide is to remain faithful. Jesus said to the Jews who believed in him, If you are truly my disciples, you remain faithful to my teachings. It's not for a season. It's not just six months that we believe in God, we follow him, and then we go out and do it our own way. We remain faithful regardless of the things that are happening in our lives. We remain faithful. Why am I saying this? You know, a lot of people actually find church boring. They find it boring and they feel like there's nothing new. Whenever they're here, it's just about, okay, clocking in my Christianity bandy clock, time card, and saying, I will attend and I will go home. Nothing's happening. But they've encountered the Lord in their lives once, twice, ma Powerfully, but at the same time, they find it boring. You know, the problem is when we focus too much on the highlights of our Christianity, there will come a time that it can be dry. There are times that God might be quiet. There are times that God might be silent in your life as if nothing is happening. You pray, your faith is there, you hold on to the word, but there are times that God is silent. You know, the problem is we only focus too much on the highlights, on that experience, on that high, on that worship that changed my day, on that word that, that made me alive once again. But the reality is our walk, with God, our journey with the Lord is not always exciting. Sometimes it's steady. Sometimes it's regular. You know, we live in a world now where it's all about the highlights. You can actually watch an NBA game in how many minutes yung highlights? Five, six minutes? You watch the entire thing? I watched the slam dunk competition in two minutes. All that the two guys who battled for the finals did, I didn't have to watch the rest. Why? They were the highlights. In our walk with God, it feels like we're just concentrated on the highlights, the big things. We're waiting for that miracle. And until it comes, we're just steady. Now, this is my Instagram account. And what do you see here? It's all highlights. The great day that I had, the people that I, I had a great time with, the family reunion, the birthday, the good seminar, it's all about the great things. But I don't put there me just drinking coffee at home without taking a bath. Me just reading the word, me just not doing anything, me just watching TV, the regular things, the mundane. You know, when Jesus said to dwell and obey 
is to abide. He was also saying, remain faithful regardless of what's going on in your life. Regardless if you are that high in your worship, regardless if you're dragging yourself to your work, regardless if you're having a hard time, worship God. The Bible says to follow Jesus is to remain faithful to the regular things, the not-so-important things. Why? Because God can still do His work even we do not see it. God can do things for you even though you do not see it. Amen? Sige, nadidistract kayo doon sa, sa post ko. What does it mean to abide and remain faithful in the Lord? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23 says, Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. You know, we are called to be faithful and to remain faithful in our journey with the Lord. It's not about the times that we get what we want from Him. But it's also during the times that we just wait on Him. We remain faithful. We are called to remain faithful. So what does that mean in our lives? How do we see a picture of a life that follows Jesus? Follows Jesus. To follow Jesus is to what? To obey in Him. What else? To dwell in His Word and remain faithful to Him. This is a picture of what it is to be a follower of Jesus. And I'm going to allow you to take time to read it and assess, am I a true follower of Jesus? Am I faithful to my journey in life with Him? Am I actually obeying His Word? Am I dwelling in His presence? Do I dwell and enjoy my time with the Lord? That whenever I do my devotion, it's not something that I do as a checklist, but it's something that I really am excited about to see that the Word of God comforts me, that the Word of God warns me, that the Word of God encourages me, that the Word of God gives me peace and hope. To follow Jesus is to obey Him, to dwell and remain in Him forever. I have a question. Mahirap bang i-follow si Lord? Yes. Meron bang sumagot ng no? Meron. Ay. You know, it's really hard to follow Jesus and it's no joke. Sometimes there, there are times that when you're on your own doing it. You just don't know how to... There's so many questions. There's so many times that you ask Him, Lord, are you there? Lord, is it... Are you going to answer my prayers? Am I holding on to the promise? Is this the word that you have given me? You know, it's very difficult to live a life as a follower of Jesus. That's reality. But there is good news. You want to know the good news? God designed following Jesus to be in community. It's hard to do this alone. It's hard to dwell in the Word without being accountable to someone. It's hard to obey and ask God without guidance from others. 
I hope you know that when God was speaking to the people, it was just not one person. It was always in groups. He had his disciples. That when you do life together, you can actually enjoy this picture of following in Jesus. You can actually enjoy obeying the Word. You can actually enjoy dwelling in Him and remaining in Him forever. I have to go back to my story a while ago. So yesterday, um, a lot of us decided to go and visit Amanda at the uh, St. Luke's at the ICU. And when I got there, I knew some of the pastors were there. I knew the relatives were there. But I was actually not amazed, but actually shocked. That when I got to the third floor, the hallway didn't look like a hallway of a hospital. I felt like it was a hallway going to a church. You would see people. Some are close. Some just want to support and give a prayer. You would see people going to them, encouraging them, praying for them. I heard somebody just went there and prayed for them and left. You know, it's hard to do life on our own. But we can do it in community. Amen? Ang hirap pag kayo lang yung lumalaban. It's hard to remain in the Lord, really. It's hard to remain faithful in the Lord. The Bible also tells us that sometimes we are unfaithful, right? But the Bible also tells us that even though we are unfaithful or faithless, He remains faithful. God wants to do His work in and through us, but we have to do it with others, with a community. To follow Jesus is to do it in community. Can you tap the person to your right? Sabi mo sa kanya, I am part of your community. Tap the person to your left. Sabi mo sa kanya, pakilala ka muna sa akin. <laughs> Medyo weird. Di kita kilala. Tim Keller said this. Jesus says, I want you to follow me so fully, so intensely, so enduringly that all other attachments in your life look weak by comparison. Grabe. To follow Jesus will consume us. It's 100% of us. That the things that we think we need before, that the things that would make us happy before Christ, it would mean nothing compared to what we have in Christ. And that's why when we decide to follow God, it's all worth it. Why? Wala ka nang halapin pa. It's complete. He's got it all. Ano pa ba yung sa video? He finds ways. And this is the reality. When we choose to follow Jesus, when we choose to accept that invitation to follow Him, when we say, Lord, I want to follow You, I want to abide in You, I hope you know that God will abide in you as well. John chapter 15, verse 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vein, in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. There is a promise that when we follow God, when we abide in Him, what is the promise? He will abide in us as well. 
You know, Christianity, following Jesus, is not just following a set of rules. It's following a person. A life with a journey with Christ is two-way. May relationship. We're not just there to follow and check, I did this, Lord, I did this, Lord. It's actually a relationship. Why? Because when He decides to invite us into a relationship, not only do we dwell in Him, He will also dwell in us. Amen? And that's why we can do life better. We can do life. We can be more fruitful. Why? Because God abides in us. We're going to worship again today. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. And, you know, when we say we choose to follow Jesus, when I was preparing for this, Pastor Dennis actually shared this to me. He bro, remember this song? Are you familiar with this song? The cross before me, the world behind me, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning back. You know, the song reminds us of our encounter with God. It tells us that when we choose to follow Jesus, I hope there is no turning back for you. You know why? Because God has the best for you. May plano si Lord sa inyo lahat. He loves you so much. But He wants you to obey His word. He wants you to dwell and remain in Him. And He wants you to remain faithful to Him forever. Amen?